what is good ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another edition of the fundamism podcast i'm your host paul j long coming to you all the way once again from the long family basement so what it do baby we as always are brought to you by charlie hustle charlie hustle's got that good good the duds and the threads that make you say, uh, what does that even mean? I don't know, but I do know that they have that what's good fundamism shirt available on fundamism.com or pauljlong.com. If you hit the uh, author option or the fun shop option, either one of those respectable sites, You're going to find the What's Good shirt. And of course, the purpose of the What's Good shirt is to remind you to drive more meaningful interactions. Stop asking surfacey questions like, hey, how are you? How's it going? Opening the door up to potential negative responses. What's Good assumes that something is good. So spark a conversation that could potentially make somebody smile. My mother, Martha Strawler, was strolling down the streets of Overland Park the other day. And as she's walking in downtown, she sees a young lady with the What's Good shirt walking her way. What does she do? Well, she does exactly what the purpose of the shirt is for. She goes up and she says, well, what's good? The young lady had some earbuds in. She was looking at my mom all crazy. A lot like groups who attend my keynotes, look at me. But ultimately, the young lady pulled her earbuds out, and she said, what's up? And my mother said, what is good? Where'd you get that shirt? And the young lady said, well, I attended this young man's keynote recently, and I bought this shirt. And my mother said, well, that young man is my son. To which the young lady responded, We're still talking about that keynote at work, and we're listening to this podcast, and we love your son's energy. Fundamism is intended to help people. It's it's to help you through a challenging time. It's to help you get out of whatever negative headspace you're in. It's to help you focus more on what's good as opposed to what's not. And that's why... Every so often, we have our featured fundamentals, because again, fundamentalism can be defined as the fundamentals of a fun and optimistic lifestyle. So there's a lot of folks out there telling you what, telling you to get out of your head, telling you to focus on the positive, guys, advising that you should think outside of the box. But very rarely do we meet folks that tell us how. And so that's the purpose of the featured fundamental. And over the course of the last several weeks, we've had many featured fundamentals, and I'm sure that many of you are hungry for a good quality guest. But I got to tell you guys, it's conference season. September and October is when every organization is booking their conferences prior to the holiday season when everybody takes off work. So what does that mean? It means Paul J. Long is getting it in, traveling the nation, blessing individuals, 
with that good on stage in a city coming to you. That it also means that I don't, I say blessing people. What am I talking about? I'm having a great time. People might not like it. People tell me all the time, hey, good luck before I go on stage. You may have heard this uh, before if you've been to one of my keynotes or I've said it on my podcast. I don't believe in luck. I believe in energy. And I can assure you that every time before I go on stage, two things are going to happen. I'm going to laugh at all my jokes and I'm going to have the best of times. And when those are my expectations and I don't put my worth or my environment or how I feel in the hands of others, well, then I'm in far more control of the outcome. If my only expectations when I go up on stage are to make myself laugh and to have a great time, then how could I fail? Because I'm in control. And the interesting thing about those two goals is if indeed I laugh at all my jokes and I have a great time, well, most of the time people see me as authentic. They see me as relatable. It's hard not to see somebody smiling and laughing and say, huh, I wonder what they're smoking. Life. I'm just living life and loving it, man. And as a result, oftentimes People want to roll with. It's why you turn into the podcast or tune in rather. But many of you might be wondering when's the next Fundamism podcast guest? It's coming. We got some pretty good, pretty good guests coming up relatively soon. But I got to get off the road to make those things happen because I don't believe in Skype interviews. I believe that authentic interactions happen when you're face to face. And so as such, I don't do podcast interviews over the phone or via the web. I do them live and in person because that's where the magic happens. Hey, speaking of uh, magic, you guys know what the fisherman said to the magician? You guys, you guys know what the fisherman said to the magician? He said, uh, pick a card, any card. <laughs> Up top. Today's featured fundamental is to make yourself laugh. What makes you laugh? You know, our last several podcasts have been somewhat <laughs> heavy. I mean, the last one, after the passing of my good buddy, Diamond Schaefer, it was, really, it was a really hard one for me to do. It was emotional. And that's okay. You know, if you recall the old Jimmy Valvano speech, from the ESPYs when he said there's three things that you should do in any given day. He said that you should laugh, you should cry, and you could think, or you should think. In any given day, if you do those three things, it's a pretty, it's a pretty damn good day. So in the past, our featured fundamentals, they forced us to think, they forced us to potentially cry. I know I've cried. And today... We're talking about making ourselves laugh. So what makes, what makes you laugh? 
What do you gravitate towards to make yourself laugh? How often do you look in the mirror and do something stupid? I work out at Lifetime Fitness in Lenexa, Kansas. And those of you that know my guy, John Stoner, my ride or die, the other cat suit guy, featured in Queer Eye season, I don't know, but it's this season. The episode is Stoner Skates By, and it is phenomenal. But many of you may not know that he has a sister, a beautiful, amazing, funny sister, who is one of my biggest supporters. And so Nisi Stoner is a friend of mine, and she works out at Lifetime Fitness. And she is fit. But Nisi Stoner, she came up to me the other day and she said, hey, when are you going to drop a podcast that makes me laugh again? I'm trying to hear that crazy Paul Long cackle. That. <laughs> well, Nisi, here's looking at you, kid. This one's for you, sister. I know the last several podcasts have been heavy, so let's keep it light here today. Making yourself laugh is the featured fundamental. We featured... Many different fundamentals over the course of the last several weeks. We've got stretch yourself. We've got a new spin. (laughs) It was a good one. We just dropped last week, of course, the gratitude. And over and over and over again in gratitude, the featured fundamental last week in the Fundamentalism Podcast. I kept referencing it as gratefulness, what I'm, which I'm nearly positive isn't even a word, so much so that I had to Google it after I recorded the whole episode and realized that gratefulness could not be the title of the podcast. It had to be gratitude. But as I wrapped up, you know, I was, I was laughing. I was laughing because I'm an idiot. But you know what? I'm an authentic idiot. I say what comes to me. I say what comes to me with respect to others, of course. You know, oftentimes people see me and the way that I carry myself and they think that I'm an outlier. And I am. I know that I'm crazy. I know that I'm silly. I know that I'm full of energy. This gentleman came up to me the other day at the uh, Northwest Missouri MGMA conference. That's the Medical Group Missouri. That's not right. The Medical Group Managers Association. And his name was Dallas. And he came up to me after the session and said, hey, I know that you're trying to get out of here, but uh, can I talk to you a little bit about a little bit about what you just did? And I said, Sure. And he said, you know, one of the things that I struggle with is, you know, I like to have a lot of fun at work and I like to cut up and I like to be, you know, energetic and somewhat over the top. Like, I feel like I'm the guy that a lot of people turn to to laugh. But he said, man, when I get home, I'm just, I feel like I'm a completely different person. Like I just, you know, I let my hair down and I relax and I, I just, I turn it all off. 
And so he said, I couldn't help but watch you and wonder, are you this way all the time? And for those of you that know me, you know that by and large, what you see is what you get. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm heavily involved in some jackassery nearly all the time. But I do, I do calm down a little when I'm at home from time to time. You know, when I'm tired or it's been a long day or, you know, the kids are making Melissa and I pull our hair out, whatever it may be. You know, I can't be, I can't be a 10 100% of the time. Some of you are thinking, Paul, you're giving yourself way too much credit. I'm not talking about physically, guys. Talking about my mindset. I'm talking about my energy. I can't be on fleek, as the kids say, all the time. So, of course, I would say that every now and again, I relax, I calm down. But I would also say that the most authentic version of myself is one where I'm acting like a complete fool and a clown, and I'm making myself laugh. And I'm having a good time because I know that that, it feels good. And it, and it allows me to not focus on things that aren't working. And listen, I know, I know that I'm going to experience a gut punch relatively soon. And it might be monumental. And it might knock me down a peg or two. And I might come back to you after that and say, I need help. Somebody lift me up. But I was, was talking to my hairstylist the other day and I shout out Mike Kaufman at Zithium, my bow tie guy also. Dude is a savage, a savage when it comes to making bow ties. But we were talking about stress and being in one's head. And uh, I think what sparked that, that conversation was hair loss. Guys, I've seen some photos lately of myself from the top, and I'm like, damn, that's not me, is it? Because uh, the goods up in the top of the dome, they appear to be thinning uh, relatively fast. And, uh, you know, this is my moneymaker. I, I, uh, I don't know about all this, losing my hair. So I'm talking to Mike about it, and he's saying, uh, hey, it could be a number of things. You know, it could be testosterone levels, could be, you know, age, could be stress. And I said, I could 100% assure you it's not stress. He says, what do, what do you mean? I said, dude, I, I really, I can't recall the last thing that I was super stressed about. I mean, there's been like little spats, you know, about raising kids or, you know, arguing with Adeline, our little six-year-old, about being respectful or not getting everything that she wants, or, you know, pushing on Brennan figuratively, um, I think that's right, to not be such a hard head. But I don't really stress about those things. After, after they're done, I don't think about them anymore. And I think that that's directly attributed to this fundamentalism concept, the ability and willingness to focus more on what's good as opposed to what's not. So take, for example, 
Adeline Grace, she hates to go down to bed. She's six years old. Brennan's three. Brennan, for the most part, sleeps throughout the night. We, we close the door. All the lights are off. And he's, he's pretty decent. I mean, he goes to bed at like between 7 and 7.30. Adeline's bedtime is 7.30, and she is just a struggle every single night. I mean, up seven times and gets out of bed in the middle of the night. And it's just an argument. She just, she hates sleep. So after the battle of putting her down, oftentimes, you know, we get irritated or stressed. But one of the things that I've been doing immediately after I put Adeline to bed is I've been binge watching and wait for it. New girl. Have you seen this new girl? It's absolutely amazing. What have I been waiting for? Like every time I watch an episode of new girl, I laugh out loud hysterically. So I'll turn on an episode of new girl. I'll laugh. I'll be mindless. Adeline will come in and she'll say, can you walk me back in dad? And I'll say, no, Adeline, I'm not walking you back in. You're six years old. You're capable of walking yourself back in. And she'll raise a stink and she'll start crying. Oh, you want to walk myself back in? And I'll say, Adeline Grace, dad is busy. This is my time. This is your mom and I's time together or for us to be mindless. You get our time all the time. It's your bedtime. You need to walk yourself back in your room. And so she cries and she whines and ultimately she ends up walking back in her room. And what I express to her as she walks out, I say, I love you, baby. Have a great night. I love you, Adeline. I love you. I know you're mad, but I love you. And then I get back into my episode of New Girl. Schmidt is one of the greatest characters on TV. I love that guy. When he dances, oh, my goodness. Make yourself laugh. See, when you go home after a long day of work or you're stressed about something, maybe it's the bills or a job you don't like, or an argument that you had with a friend. Oftentimes you convince yourself that you just, you just want to sit there and be mindless, right? You want to be on the couch, maybe turn on some Netflix, a TV show, some music, whatever it may be. And being mindless is amazing. That's a featured fundamental. We're going to talk about that in the months to come, being mindless. But there's a difference between being mindless and sitting on the couch and dwelling in all the crap that's not working. Because that's typically what happens. We say we want to be mindless, but instead of actually leaving all that crap at the front door, what we do is we sit down on the couch and we just dwell in it. We dwell in it all. So make yourself laugh. That's a fundamental to get out of whatever space that you're currently in, whatever headspace, it could be positive or negative. I don't care. One of the things that I do 
that is just crucial to my mindset is I make myself laugh. Examples? Well, you guys all remember the cat suit stuff, right? Many people would be embarrassed by that. And I was apprehensive at first, but gosh dang, man, it was so funny. I dress up like an idiot all the time because it's funny to me. Mullet wigs, fanny packs, America shirts, shorts that I should never wear because they reveal far too much. And I don't do it with the expectation of other people laughing at me because that's when you set yourself up for failure. I do it with the expectation of making myself laugh. And if someone rolls with me, well, then we're going to turn up. But if somebody doesn't, I hold my happiness in my hand. I'm doing it for me. Some of you may recall a story that I told about the president of the South Dakota MGMA. Her name was Digna. And she was so stoked about the fundamentalism concept and the, the fundamental, a new spin taking things that you do every single day and putting a new spin on them to generate more fun. At our conference together, uh, together, <laughs> uh, together, I called her up. And as she was coming up, she, was, she skipped to me because that was a point of reference that we used as putting a new spin. Instead of walking into the office, maybe you're going to spin. And she said, that's what I'm going to do first thing back when I get into the office. And she said, man, if they don't, if they don't buy in, if my employees don't buy in, I'm going to be mortified. I said, Digny, you're setting yourself up for failure already. How could you put expectations on other people when you have no idea what resonates with them? You're not skipping for them. You're skipping for you. When I dress up like a damn fool, I do it because I enjoy it. I do it because even the people that give me the doo-doo eyes... That makes me laugh. It makes me laugh because I immediately start thinking, I wonder what's going on in their life that they could look so poorly upon what I'm doing right now and not get a kick out of it. I wish them the best. Hey, you guys know what one ocean said to the other ocean? Nothing. It just waved. <laughs> What do you do to make yourself laugh? Back in the day when I used to work in the call center, I lived with my mama. And I would, I would get home from a long day of being on the phone and talking to a bunch of folks that didn't want to talk to me. Call centers are rough, especially the ones where you're, where you're not necessarily just in service, but you're calling or rather the, the customer is calling because there is a significant issue. And so the bulk of folks that were calling me were not happy at all. So then whenever I, I relieve myself from my duties at work and I go home to my mama's house, I take my shoes off, I'd set my bags down, and I would sprint down the hallway 
into my bed where I would jump up and do an Eddie Guerrero, a frog splash. If you don't know what a frog splash is, well, then you better do a little bit of research. But why did I do that? Because it was fun. Because at the time, you know, I'm 25, 26, 27 years old. I don't know. Yes, still living with my mom. It was cool to be an idiot and go frog splash in the bed. First thing I did when I got home from work immediately got me out of my mindset. And then I started laughing. So much of, of what I do for fun or laughter revolves around the personalities of these WWE, WWF superstars. Like I still, I crack up every single time when somebody says, hey, what's your name? I love it. When somebody says, what's your name? Every time I hear that, I remember The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. His interviews, he'd always be like, excuse me, excuse me, what's your name? Or, oh, what was her name again? Or what was his name? And then whenever the respondent was getting ready to say whatever the name was, he would say, it doesn't matter what your name is. That cracked me up every single time. And so whenever I hear somebody say, what's your name? Or I think about that question, I'm taken back to memories of The Rock. If you smell what The Rock is cooking. Guys, there's so much laughter to be had out there. So many fun things to do. I was walking up on stage the other day. It's the North Dakota Bankers Association. It was their agriculture conference. So it was all the bankers that service Farmers, and maybe news to you, but farmers are having a tough go at things right now with tariffs and trade wars and bad weather. So some of these bankers are really struggling. They're struggling to, uh, to have meaningful interactions, to lift some of these farmers up because many are depressed and anxious about the fiscal state and their mental state. So... I'm in the midst of my keynote and I, I walk and pace and get down off the stage and go into the audience consistently. I mean, I'm very, very active. And about 15 minutes in when I'm trying to get these guys and gals warmed up to me, I trip over the first step walking up onto the stage. I mean, I trip hard. And my hands go up in the air, and I have this little PowerPoint clicker in my hand, which I, I don't really use a PowerPoint. It's only a, a place of reference or a piece of reference for like comedic value and pictures and stuff. But my hands go up in the air, and my clicker, I swear to you, flies all the way over the stage. That's how hard my hands went up and how hard I tripped. I mean, everybody sees it. So what do I do? The same thing I did in junior high, high school, and throughout my college years whenever I tripped. Didn't matter how bad the trip was. I could completely fall down, roll over four times, skin every single knee. And if I was healthy enough, stand up. And the playoff was, every single time, a jump shot. Kobe! 
So I trip over the step. My clicker goes all the way over the stage. I immediately pull up into a jump shot where no one knows what the hell I'm doing. And I shamelessly walk over and try to find my clicker. Jump shots are fun to me. Making myself laugh is fun. I tell all my clients, I, I thrive in awkwardness. One of the things that we're doing every time I'm introduced on stage is uh, I challenge the individual that's introducing me to come up with some unique or funny story of how we met. Like, just make it up. Like, in the true spirit of fundamentalism and fun, make up a story of how we met. So I get the opportunity to do the Iowa League of Cities the other day, which is essentially uh, city council individuals and mayors and, and clerks and all kind of uh, city administrators from all over the state of Iowa, 500 deep. And uh, I got the opportunity to, to keynote for them at their, at their luncheon. And the president gets up, and before he goes up, I extend my hand, and I said, Paul Long. And the gentleman says, yeah, it's good to see you again. Now I'm in my head, and I'm like, I have never met this dude before. And so he goes up on stage and his introduction was, you know, a lot of people don't know this, but Paul Long and I met years ago in clown college. You know, Paul was, he was a, he was a fast riser. You know, I, I didn't, I didn't have what it took to be successful, but Paul, man, he was always one of those guys that he just knew what it took to be successful as a clown. You know, it wasn't very long before he was, he was moving on up to guessing people's weight and, uh, and the bearded ladies groomer. He said, eh, a lot of people don't know this, that once Paul retired from clown college, he actually came up with a very successful business model uh, as, a, as a dentistry for carnies. And so this dude is just making up all of these stories about me. And I am crying laughing. I mean, he says, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage, Paul J. Long. I walk up to the stage and I can't talk for the first 10 seconds because I'm laughing so hard. See, we get so caught up in who we are and what we do and, you know, a MBA and all the things that we've accomplished. Nobody gives a crap. You know what? You know what people remember? They remember individuals that made them feel. No one gives a damn about how smart you are, how much money you have. But I guarantee you, they're going to remember how you made them feel. So when that dude introduced me as such, and I'm laughing for 10 seconds straight, these folks don't know what they're about to get into, but I guarantee you, they know they're about to get into something lighthearted. Make yourself laugh. Hey, speaking of, speaking of clown college, did you hear about the circus fire guys? Did you, did you, did you hear about this? Hey, did you hear about the circus fire? It was intense. Intense. Get it? Because there's tents in a circus. Killing this podcast. Killing it. You guys ever just dance for no reason? 
You guys ever just go look in the mirror and make stupid, funny faces? You ever look up dad jokes on the internet? You ever send a stupid gift just to make people laugh? You know, my favorite gift right now is uh, Workaholics. So first of all, Workaholics used to be the best TV show on uh, any kind of network. It was on Comedy Central, and it was three dudes that worked in a coal center, uh, outbound marketing, sales, uh, all cubicles, and they were just absolute clowns. It was so funny. But one of these gifts, if you Google or if you search gifts for for sure, is uh, one of the characters, Blake, turns around in his chair wearing a bear suit like Danny Duffy back in 2014, 2015, respectively. And it says at the bottom, for sure. So whenever anybody sends me a note via text or email and they ask me a question that's yes or no, I send this, this, this gif from Workaholics where the dude turns around in his chair wearing a bear suit and it says, for sure. And I cackle every single time. Make yourself laugh. You may recall, I went to a wedding recently. My guy, Bob Herrera, got married to his beautiful new wife, Jonica. And they were so amazing, man. Like they, before, after the ceremony and before the reception actually kicked off where everybody's dancing and they're doing all the fun things and the speeches and all that stuff, Jonica and Bob made it a point to go around to every single table to tell them thank you for coming and being in attendance, which is absolutely beautiful. And those are the kind of people that Bob and Jonica are. But of course, a wedding day isn't about everybody else. It's about you and your love for your spouse and a, and a celebration of this connection that you have committed to for the rest of your life. And so what it ultimately ended up doing is it, it just prolonged the whole ceremony, but not the fun parts. So we couldn't, we couldn't dance, we couldn't sing, we couldn't cut up, because everybody's just waiting for the speeches to start. So I'm sitting at this table, and I, I just make a conscious decision in my mind that I'm going to see how many movie lines or music lyrics that I could get in to conversation before somebody notices. And I mean, I got in excess of 20, 20 of them before anybody noticed. It's just a small thing to make myself laugh. Because jokes are fun. Making yourself laugh is fun. Stop taking yourself so serious. How do you take what you do serious, your job, your responsibility as a parent or as a friend or a loved one, but yourself less serious? Make it funny. Laugh. Many of you may remember that one of my favorite quotes is by Mark Twain. He says, humor is the great thing, the saving thing. Once it crops up, all of our irritations and resentments slip away and a sunny spirit takes their place. Humor is phenomenal. Make yourself laugh. When I'm driving up to Iowa or Nebraska or Western Kansas, wherever it may be, and I'm in an extended uh, car travel day, I turn on 
XM radio. And I listen to Netflix as a joke. Or I listen to, you know, any of the comedy stations with the intent of making myself laugh. You guys, do you guys even know when a joke becomes a dad joke? Do you even know when a joke becomes a dad joke? When it becomes apparent. I don't know what makes you laugh, but for me, movie lines, music lyrics, and normal conversation, dressing up like a damn fool, frog splashing in my bed, watching a new girl, listening to stand-up comedy, not taking myself too serious. I was on stage the other day and just randomly I got a wild hair, so I said, I want to rock and roll all night. And I pointed to the audience. And you know what they did? Half of them said, and party every day. That's a risk that some aren't willing to take. And I don't care if you do that or not, but the outcome for me was to try something have a little bit of fun, make myself laugh. Because if you're doing things with the expectation of making yourself laugh or making yourself have a good time, well, then you'll never be disappointed in not fulfilling the expectations of others. Because unless they explicitly tell you what their expectations of you are, how do you know what they are? Stop placing your value in everybody else's hands. Today's featured fundamental, make yourself laugh. I don't know what yours is, but I'd love to hear it. Reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, comment wherever you're listening to this particular podcast. I want to hear what makes you laugh because chances are it's going to make me laugh too. And wouldn't society be a whole lot cooler place if we shared a lot more laughs? Guys, as always, I'd like to thank you for your support and turning in and, t- and tuning in or turning in. We truly are making a difference. I'm sitting in the airport in North Dakota the other day, and I get this random tweet. And this tweet is essentially a picture of me and somebody says something to the extent of great job today. And by to the extent of, I mean exactly that great job today with a picture of me with my what's good shirt on uh, bright pink socks with my face on them, my yellow shoes propped up on my suitcase knee-deep in my phone. So I see this picture, and I'm trying to figure out, based on the angles, where this individual is sitting. So I respond, after seeing a picture of a young lady reading my book. I mean, like, cover open, at least a chapter or two in, 
and completely engaged in this book. I take a picture of her and I respond to this tweet. Looks like you're into a good, in all capital letters, book. Well, I get a response in all capital letters and it says, fun. And I'm confused because I didn't see the lady pick up her phone or put my book down. So I respond, that's not you, is it? I haven't seen that person put down the book. And then I realized that the person tweeting me, it doesn't say Tammy, which is why I thought it was that lady. It said Tommy, Tommy Grisafi. And he responds, she fell asleep reading your book. But before I noticed that it was Tommy, I went over to that lady. Before I noticed, before I I observed the fact that it wasn't this lady tweeting at me, I was so confused that I walked up to her. I greeted myself. I said, my name's Paul Long. How are you tweeting me while still reading that book? And she she didn't even respond to my question. She just starts talking about how she's about two chapters in and she really is enjoying it. I mean, she just completely glossed over my question, which just, it just magnified my confusion. So we have a pretty decent conversation. I go back and I sit down. This gentleman comes up to me and he's just laughing his arse off. And he says, my name's Tommy. I was at your session today. He was like, that was me tweeting you. And I start busting up laughing. I said, man, I thought it was that lady over there the whole time. She must not be Tammy. He says, let's go talk to her. Guys, this, this gentleman just did something fun to make himself laugh. And he played up this joke because he was having a good time. And as a result, we created a more impactful interaction with this young lady. Make yourself laugh. Get out of your head and do whatever it is that makes yourself laugh. Because I promise you, if you do it, then the stuff that doesn't make you laugh And the stuff that's stressing you out is going to be mitigated. We appreciate you. Thank you very much for your support. The message is getting out there. Go to pauljlong.com or fundamism.com to learn more. You want merch? You want to look at booking me for your organization? Check it out, please. But most importantly, go out and have some fun today and create some fun in the lives of others. Because society needs us now more than ever. You need you today more than ever. Today's featured fundamental, make yourself laugh, go make it happen. As always, deuces!